I am content in the present. I trust all is coming. I release my wants. I surrender my ego. Every step I take is progress, and I let go of any and all results. Hello and welcome back to Instinctual after a long hiatus. Um, those few words of essentially what I've been telling myself multiple times a day for the past four months. Um, I have been in Stockholm, Sweden, well, actually just outside of Stockholm, doing my spiritual thing. For those of you unversed, the spiritual thing is essentially going and living with someone, with my spiritual teacher who I met about seven years ago. I don't think I've gone or gotten too in-depth about it on previous episodes, but I'm not going to get too in-depth now. Really, that's all you need to know. Uh, I guess giving a bit more clarity, like, how does this help? It, it It's probably more akin to, like, intense therapy than anything else, but that doesn't quite do it. Um, imagine living with someone who calls you out pretty consistently, which sounds, again, more aggressive than it is. Although, probably, I don't know, it's close to that. Um, so imagine that, imagine this person, their sight is infallible, um, which isn't entirely true, but, but pretty close to it, that they're able to see deeper into you and look at the subtleties of your actions. And you have to make the choice to trust that their perspective is the right one, that it's more correct than your own, which may be tainted with your ego, with emotional attachment, with judgment. Because this person who's observing and reviewing and offering to help has no judgment, no ill will, and isn't taking anything personally in regards to you. And so I travel to Sweden and live with this person and and they help me by calling me out, helping me see myself better. And it's very, very intense. There's lots of napping, lots of sleeping, a fair amount of eating. Um, it's 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 very hard also because I realize the safety and I'm using air quotes when I say that word safety, the safety that I enjoy when I'm on my own or away because not many people see me or see under those subtleties that I might judge, uh, like in, in terms of the subtleties of me that I'm judging. Um, and again, my teacher isn't judging me either. It's me judging myself. She's just bringing these things up and so I have to control my reaction I have to kind of or sometimes not control either like let the judgment let the emotion come out so that I can experience it and then heal it because anything that's kept deep beneath the surface cannot be looked at and healed and counted and released you know um yeah so Again, I, I started with that mantra as that has been what I've really been focusing on and trying to put my energy forward. First, being content in the present. Because before I left for Sweden, I was having a lot of issues with being in the present. The present felt very painful, um, mainly due to my own devices, my own mentality. 
there was a lot of confusion about what I was experiencing or, or letting go of things, you know, not having an identity, suffering and, and getting wrapped up in this drama of me that part of me was like, where is this coming from? Another part is like, this is really real. So being content in the present is really about acceptance and peace. Sometimes about a happy happiness, appreciation, gratitude. Other times it, it's just about, you know, cut and dry acceptance. Like, yeah, I don't love my job. Grateful to have it. I don't need to love it. It's enough to be okay with doing it. Uh, that then I feel like sometimes takes me down into this road of counting happiness tokens. And how many happiness tokens does it take to make a happy life or to have a life worth living so if you don't have enough tokens you're depressed or your life isn't worth living and if you have enough then cool then it is worth it and it's such a capitalistic system to some degree of, of viewing happiness life friendship relations work all that i try not to go down that road but so content in the present is just acceptance peace um, surrendering my ego, that's a big one. The ego for me is such a challenge and it's not as simple as oh, I'm the best in the world. It's, it's also, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I need these things in order to be happy, in order to be valid. And that's stuff I've talked about on previous episodes, but it's, it's also, I mean, in Sweden, it was, you know, my teacher's telling me something that I really don't want to hear about myself okay surrender and just sit, just agree just agree even if it's like 0.0001% true just agree let it go it's not important that you're wrong or, or maybe not let it go but just don't judge yourself accept what she's saying and and see where it leads versus the fear involved in this is going to make me not good enough. This is going to make me suffer. This is going to make me alone or ostracized, whatever it is. So I'm content in the present. Um, I trust all is coming. So that is kind of, you know, when I first said that, it was an expectation. Like things are coming, the things that I want. But later on, I talk in that same mantra, I talk about letting go of my wants. Um, and that's because I don't want to get hung up on waiting for my life to happen based on things coming to it, based on the relationships that I feel I long for or the experiences that I'd like to have. And by the way, as a side note, how do I know that those things that I want or would like are me versus my ego? That is to say, have you ever um, lusted after like a dessert? You know, oh God, this sounds good, this craving. And then you get it and you're eating it. And yeah, it's good, but it isn't satisfying you in that deep way that you thought it would. Why do you think that is? Where's the disconnect between, oh, I want that cookie, that sounds amazing. It's gonna solve my problems or it's, it's just, I need it. And wait a minute, I don't feel like all my problems are solved. I don't feel satisfied. I don't, I don't feel that deep contentment beyond maybe the physical hit of, ooh, sugar tastes good on tongue. And I would say that that if you look at even the language that I used just used to describe, you know, the, the drama of 
oh, this cookie is going to solve my problems, this relationship, this thing. It's a very dramatic statement. That might be an initial hint into the idea that, hey, this isn't coming from a true, genuine desire for the cookie, but rather your ego. Um, so I release all my wants. I trust, and I'm bouncing around now. Sorry, let me stick with, I trust all is coming is about surrendering control of the future. And that doesn't mean I'm not making any plans at all. Some things I'm trying to plan out for, like food and meals, keeping my keeping myself stocked and fed. That requires a little bit of planning, especially if I want to eat healthy and, and not binge eat or comfort eat or spend money on restaurants. Um, but other things like, where am I going to live in three months when I have to make these decisions? I'm trusting that opportunities will come up and I'll make decisions and I'll end up where I need to end up, which is pretty scary. I'm, I'm used to, after three years of living at the same place and feeling like it's time to move and not knowing where to go with no relationship, no girlfriend, no job, nothing that drags me anywhere and, and it's totally up to me and I suppose my budget to some extent, but I wouldn't even say that. It's just up to what intuitively feels right. Um, it's a challenge that I'm, I'm really having to focus on just surrendering, just letting, letting go, and trusting that all is coming. So, okay, so I'm content in the present. I trust all is coming. I surrender my ego. I release my wants. Um, every step I take is a success. So that's, that's about celebrating every little bit, whether... You know, oh, I did a push-up today, and I'm going to take a nap. Like, yeah, celebrate that. I feel like our society is like, that's weak, that's pathetic, that's nothing. And I'm using that as an example, but still, it's just like, what's the point of saying that that's nothing? You know, it's one thing if you're like, oh, I'm just going to do one push-up every day. But if that's what feels right to you, like truly, intuitively, like in your body, it's just like, yeah, one push-up. Okay, who are we to say it isn't? You know, and sure, you can quote science and and health and dietitians and nutritionists and all of these experts right everybody's different and if a person l- looks feels sounds healthy is it enough that okay one push-up is all they need isn't that great i mean what's the difference between that person doing one push-up and that being enough for them and the person who you see eats whatever the hell they want and doesn't gain any weight now maybe that person who's eating whatever they want doesn't gain and, and isn't gaining any weight. Maybe in an exterior sense they don't they look, you know, thin and we equate that as being healthy, but how are their organs internally? You know, how are their systems? I know a lot of people these days are having bowel issues, you know, like having regular bowel movements, IBS, um, hemorrhoids, things like that, which I think is very interesting. Emotionally speaking, um, that's all associated with letting go or not letting go which kind of syncs up tracks doesn't it uh letting go of the result that's something that i've also been focused on is hey what's the result you know who cares about the means if there's a result very machiavellian you know if the ends do the ends justify the means do the means justify the ends um that's what I have been feeding myself with as much as humanely possible. 
the past three, four months. And would I continue to do so now that I'm back in Chicago? Because it's, it's very interesting being back after being gone for three months. Um, almost surreal in some ways. Uh, this is a roundabout way, though, of getting to the main subject of this episode. And that is a tool that I learned um, a couple, maybe a few years ago that I have not used as much until now. Uh, and that is the, the five steps of, of processing. No, it isn't the five steps of a processing death. Um, even if maybe there are similarities, it's slightly different. And I learned it from one of my teachers and going to share it with you and also give an example as a way of dealing with things in, in this time, because boy, what a weird and wild cycle we are in at the moment. Um, I mean, it really, when you look back and think of how long we've been in this odd state, and mainly it's, I think, to do with COVID to some extent, but, but then you push past that and you see the conflict and the unrest, the inequality, the lack of integrity, you know, all of just these things that really can disturb you on a subconscious level. You know, it's almost like a tone or noise that's been there the entire time, but it's been there for so long you haven't noticed it until somebody really points it out and then you have to focus on it. So um, on the other hand, it's good. It's bringing a lot to the surface. It's bringing, you know, people are asking questions. People are setting boundaries, standing up for themselves, deciding to live with integrity or you know, sticking with fear, which isn't wrong either. Everything you're doing in this life is a boon. You're learning. There are no mistakes. Take the pressure off. But so let's talk about the five steps. The five steps are stop, observe, accept, breathe, and release. The first one's easy. Um, stopping is just is kind of pausing, giving yourself space and time to focus on whatever it is you want to heal. And I didn't really specify this technique I use for healing specific emotions or trauma and situations. Um, so I have been using it, you know, what's been coming up for me lately is feelings of greed, feelings of not trusting fear of the future, feelings of um, inadequacy. So I've been, you know, literally going through, and we'll, we'll go with inadequacy. That's an that's an easy one, especially on Halloween, because it, Halloween, as much as it's fun, it also bring can bring up these feelings of me feeling inadequate socially uh, for a few different reasons. But so we'll use it as an example. So first thing is to stop, take a few breaths. You know, again, do yourself. Give yourself the space and do what you need to create that space and time so that you can go through the other steps and address, for example, this feeling of inadequacy. Um, observe is the second step and probably one of the longest ones for me, but that doesn't mean it'll be the longest one for you. And it, I observe not just necessarily like the conversation that I had with myself of, okay, why and how do I feel inadequate? 
um, but also any images that come up, memories that then pop up associated with this feeling of inadequacy, remembering that I, I felt so awkward walking with friends trick-or-treating or parties that I wasn't invited to, seeing guys with girls around their arms and slutty costumes that I was like, I wish I had someone around my arm like that. And I, why don't I, am I not good enough? Um, so images like that. And then questioning, like, where did this come from? Did it come from this life? Did it come from the past, like past lives? Is it something that I brought with into me? Is it something from my mother, my father, my brother, my family, a relationship and just accepting whatever answers come up. So you question a little bit, but you also don't need to grill yourself. You're not on trial either. So my adequacy to come a little bit from my father. Yeah, maybe a little bit, definitely some, also some stuff from uh, lives I've lived in the past in relation to celebration and friends. And, and it's maybe also connected with, um, validation from, my partner or an exterior source or shallowness you know you don't need to to go on and on forever you go until you feel in your body like okay i've i've observed enough i've i've seen i've covered enough i i've looked at the images i've heard from myself maybe there are even little like and i find this all the time little pieces of me little inner children almost you know like there's 20 year old me right so not so much a child who's feeling awkward at a halloween party because i don't know anybody and i don't feel like i can integrate well without some sort of opening or there's 13 year old me who's you know just feeling like i'm alone and not connected kind of similar theme and again i just approach all of them with love even if there are things that i don't like that i may inherently judge like oh yeah 20 year old me being shallow and lusting after again like, like the women in the risque costumes like okay not a attractive image but i'm not gonna judge it either that's there i accept it not approving or disapproving or agreeing or disagreeing just observing observe so we've stopped we've observed and now it's about acceptance which can be a challenge for people but is very important i mean we'll go hot off the heels of of that example or we'll stay with the example of this observing this piece of me that isn't so hot of me like lusting after you know desperation oh like the hot girl and um my knee-jerk reaction might be one of judgment of like come on man get a hold of yourself like don't be pathetic or whatever it is and instead just going like okay you feel this that's okay that you do and I might go, do you want to continue on this path? Do you, you know, I, I will help you if you, and I'll imagine myself holding a hand out to this other version of me, you know, this hand being of like white light, of warmth, of love, of pink energy, whatever, whatever feels right to you. And then enveloping this piece of you with love and acceptance, which will heal it. And same thing with everything else that you've observed. And again, feel free also, if you are a list maker, write these things down so that you can recall them. But so I go back in this acceptance stage and I accept every little piece of it. I accept that it's okay that I didn't feel connected or, you know, as a part of society when trick-or-treating. Or that I felt like the odd man out at the party. And that doesn't mean I'm 
dismissing the loneliness that I felt. It's sad. It's just, do I want to continue to hold on to it? Is it enough to say, yes, I felt that? It's okay. Let's let it go now. Let's accept it in love and prepare it to be released versus continuing to hold on. Take the time that you need. Walk with your, with these observations. Maybe walk with yourself in the process of observing as well. Take the time that you need. Be very delicate, delicate, excuse me, gentle. That's where delicate came from. And loving with yourself. After that comes breathing. Taking a moment to really collect on what you've observed, what you've accepted. Preparing yourself to release these things. So taking a few breaths, nice deep ones, calming ones, ones that will give you strength as much as relax you. And then finally, releasing. Bringing all of these things that you love and accept and no longer need to hold on to and letting them go. And I really recommend visualizing, so closing your eyes and either seeing yourself holding these things that you've accepted almost like they're now inert rocks or um, leaves or something you know nothing decrepit or dead but but also like things that you are no longer attached to that no longer feel bad or harmful just not things that you need to carry around and letting them go whether they float out of your hands on their own whether they turn to dust and kind of get picked up in the wind. Sometimes I imagine literally exhaling and seeing particles of these things coming out of my nose and mouth and going into the wind. And if you're like me and you're like, well, but I'm just releasing bad energy out of the, no, it's not like that. In the universe, there's so much that converts energy into other things. I mean, you even do that when you eat salad or some fruit you're converting that into something else and to many different things energy waste etc think of trees and how much they they take energy and then convert it into oxygen um so release without worry release without care just let go of these things now you may need to do the five steps with the same issue. Like, I, I don't think I'm done quite yet on my feelings of inadequacy, um, but I've made a little progress. It's very much like sculpting a statue and slowly, delicately chipping away versus, you know, I don't know, blowing up a building and letting it just fall down with a wrecking ball. It takes time, but take care to notice the little bit of progress or maybe it's a big chunk of progress that you made just by taking those you know, by doing this by doing the five steps so is there anything that you feel like you could right now take the five steps to um or if you want a little more direction than that can you find anything that's dramatic or or anything that you feel you're dramatizing and I realize sometimes it's actually kind of a challenge when you're in the drama to realize that you're in the drama that, that it's like wait a minute 
I'm surviving. It's okay. Um, for all of the talk and advancement we've made in society in terms of honoring emotions and being emotionally open and, and all that, at the same time, I think the you know, that's a double-edged sword. The, the other side that maybe cuts you is putting too much weight on your emotions. You know, the idea of like feelings are facts. Like sometimes they're not. Um, sometimes it's just a feeling that you don't even know where it comes from or differentiating between feelings and thoughts and, and thoughts kind of masquerading as feelings, right? Letting your mind kind of anxiously run and spin up until you're anxious, like in that emotional state. And that didn't start as an emotion that came from you. That, that came from somewhere else that you then gardened, fostered, farmed until it, it became something quite serious and detrimental. So, you know, uh, I'm available to talk if you'd like an opinion. Or, you know, go see a therapist. That works too. Or talk to your friends. Either way, that's it for this episode. And I will hopefully do another one, another healing technique, and then just another episode in due time. But I wanted to get this out. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, you are unconditionally loved. So unconditionally love yourself.